Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. Welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. <laughs> I'm your host, Bill Janice. I am joined today with my fabulous co-host, Amanda Mooberry. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> you have to say hey, girl. Oh, hey, girl. <laughs> okay, well, that is Getting this. reprimanded already. <laughs> I mean, are you new here? Like, you, Is this your first is, time? <laughs> is this your first time here? No, I don't think so. Jesus, get it together, Moo. <laughs> okay, let, let, let's just start over. I mean, we, we can have a little blooper. Let, let's start over, okay? <laughs> All right, welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. I'm sitting here with my fabulous co-host, Amanda Mooberry. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? It's good to see you. Good to see you. I feel like it's, well... Well, we, we've seen each other off the air, so to speak, yeah. but not, you but know, I never was, enough. It's never enough. Well, I was going to say, it's feel like it's been a minute since I've seen you, but we went and voted yesterday <laughs> together. So it really has not been that long. Right. But you know. Yes. Any, any, any amount of time apart feels too long. <laughs> we need more time. More time. I love it. So how are you doing though? Good. Yeah. Just, you know, same old, same Just old. plugging away. Day in, day out. Work's been kind of crazy, no? It's bur- Work's been intense lately. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously the twins are always intense. So. <laughs> but good. I really, I can't complain. I am thankful. I have a family. I have a, a job. And, and obviously in light of COVID, a lot of people don't have those things. So blessed. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, seriously. totally. I'm only laughing because I'm one of those people. Like, I wasn't laughing at people. I was laughing yeah. at the irony of like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah everybody's going through the ringer right now. So I, yeah. I will not bitch about my, my job and my crazy kids. No, so. I know. But it's all valid. I mean, stress is stress. And, and like, you know, I get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, right now, yeah, it does. It feels like we're at that point where... You know, it's not like it's anything new. This has been going on for way too long. Yeah. But um, we're definitely at that point where a lot of us are reaching the end of what unemployment says we deserve. And we're stressed about getting an extension or we're stressed about everything. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of real stresses out there right now on, you know, with worrying about what's happening with any sort with your income, your livelihood, your food, everything. And then on top of it. We have to deal with this damn election. Uh, <laughs> it's literally causing stress in so many people's lives. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's on it a whole other level. It doesn't matter what side you're on. It's, it's stressful. stressful. Right. And I was talking to a girlfriend about this this morning and she says, I'm like, I, I can't even watch anymore. She said, yeah. I'm going to turn the TV off. I'm not going to watch anything. She's already gone out and voted. She's like, I just can't handle it anymore. Yeah. So it's, a, I think it's a universal stress. It is. And it's, you know, and again, like I said, it's, this is one of those things that it's like, pe- people need to realize that the, these are, these are real energies out there and these are real mm-hmm almost like fathomable like stresses that you actually can have a physical reaction to and so you know sometimes we think we also get hard on ourselves right now it's easy to get 
really stressed out right now because of everything on yeah. top of it. Like, there's not just one thing, one thing. There's like four yeah. or five real just layered, layered on. Layered on. <laughs> it just gets worse and worse by the day. Every time I think it's getting better, it's right. just getting worse. So, okay. So let's talk about it. You know, so we obviously are, you know, uh, less than two weeks away from the 2020 presidential election. Obviously, we have other uh, things going on there. There's Senate seats up for, for grabs as well as like local elections and and uh, congressional seats as well. But let's talk about the big one. <laughs> the one that's on everyone's mind. The one that's mind, on everyone's for mind. Sure. So first of all, obviously, like the main, the main thing here is I really want to just, you know, stress the importance of actually getting out there and voting yeah it's definitely our civic duty you need to be part of take part of the democratic um process um depending whether whatever side you you fall you know and that's what i keep saying to everybody i said whether i'm voting the same way as you or not go out and vote so we can actually have you know our voices heard our voices hurt and this no matter what they are like Mm -hmm. i just think it's so important and it's awesome that i see some of these younger kids even voting for the first time sure. and even older kids or older adults that you know that never voted as you know young kids mm-hmm. young adults sorry um and they're voting for the first time because they actually see that it's the importance important. yeah the importance of it honestly i feel like i feel like every every election year we always hear the same verbiage that this is the most important election yeah. of our lifetime but it honestly feels like it has been at least in 2016 and right now in yeah. 2020 i do feel that these two those two elections have been very significant in that way yeah um for a couple of reasons you know 2016 was intense that election was tense. Yeah. That campaign, both campaigns were intense, and it got yeah. like something we had never seen before. Um, and here we are going through it again in 2020. But this is a whole, it's a whole nother boat. new level yeah. to me, at least from my perspective. I thought that 2016 was intense. 2020 is a whole nother level. Well, there's so, well, I also think there's so much more at stake right now. Yeah. I mean, again, even if not talking about whatever side you fall, whatever party line you yeah. you go to, right now it's the facts are that we're in the middle of the you know a health public health pri- crisis, yeah, worse than we've ever seen in over a hundred years. That is uh, that it affects everybody's life. It has affected a hundred percent of the population. So you can't deny that this yeah. that adds an intensity that we never saw before, yeah. at least not in our lifetime. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and it adds an intensity because it's not just the health crisis it's the fiscal crisis the financial crisis it's how it affected everybody's livelihood it affected children not being able to go to school it's affecting mm-hmm. health care it's i mean i could keep yeah. going you yeah. know what i mean, I mean <laughs> the layers seriously i mean right. it just is it's a intensity level that i never thought we would see in yeah. an election and I think that is what is driving people out to vote, you sure. know, that they finally, finally realize that their voice, you know, matters. It does. It, does it, matter. it absolutely matters. Everybody, you know. So let me ask you, what do you think? I mean, obviously right now, you know, I, I'm, you know, this isn't any, anything new that I'm going to say here, but we, it's very obvious that right now in our country that we're as a, as a nation, we're fairly divided. We're divided on a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, more so than I, I feel like I remember in my lifetime, you know, hundred percent. And, and I'm just curious what your take on that is. I mean, you know, it seems like right now, whether you're Republican or Democrat or independent, everybody is so passionate yeah. about their point of view or their party's point of view. And there, there's no real conversation. There's yeah. just 
arguing, name calling, anger. There's anger and frustration, which is valid. I mean, I'm angry and frustrated, you know, Uh but right now it just feels like almost, you know, whatever side you fall on, you don't, you don't see the other person's side and vice versa. You know, so what do you, how do we, how do we overcome that? How do we bridge that gap? What is, you know, how do you think we got here? I just, it's intense and it's tough and I don't necessarily think there's an easy way to, to, to fix that. Um, for me personally, I had to step back. I vote a different direction than a lot of my family members. Sure. Um, and it was causing me like major stress in my life. Um, and I had to take a step back and realize that we all have a right to vote and we all have our own voice, no matter what that is. And it, it didn't, I mean, it, it mattered to me, but it didn't matter because I needed them to be able to voice their vote, you know, their opinion as well. Sure. So I needed to step back in love and kindness and appreciate that we live in a country where we all do have this right to vote. Um, and whether I agree with you or disagree with you, um, the importance of getting out and voting. And so I don't, I think the easiest way, and I, Lord knows this is not the, you know, not the easiest way, but if we all step back for a second and say, these are my opinions, but I still love you if you have those opinions. And I had to with my family because we were so drastically seeing other sides, you know? No, and I get that. And I mean, believe me, it's easier said than done. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I personally... I never wanted to be one of those people that completely subscribed to that idea of cancel culture. You know, <laughs> like I remember again, I, I can only speak from my, our lifetime. Yeah. So, to, you know, that in 2016 was the first time I remember seeing anything like that yeah. where it got, it got so intense and you would see people on social media blatantly saying, if you don't agree with me, don't be friends with me or erase me or, you know, defriend me or whatever, whatever the verbiage looked they used, you know, but it was ultimately saying, if you don't agree with me, then fuck you. Look at me. 100%. And I, and I remember seeing that. And on one hand, I can, I can understand the passion because, because this is not the issues that are at stake here are not minor issues. So I can understand the passion, but on the other hand, I see the hatred in that statement and of of them saying, don't, we can't be friends if you don't agree with me, you know? So it's, it it is, you know, it's not an easy thing, you know, to, to be able to have conversations with people that you don't agree with. But as we know, that's the only way to, to find a middle ground. Well, and I feel like because people are so divided they are on one end of the spectrum or the other. There's so few people that are in that gray area. So for me to sit and argue with someone from the other side, it's to me, um, it's pointless because Mm -hmm. I'm not, they are so passionate and I am so passionate. So no one's going to change their mind, you know? So that to me is the issue as people are so polar opposites and i i don't know why i'm i don't know why the last couple elections have been so extreme contentious too as well well i think i mean yeah and i I think that there has been certain language and rhetoric that has become normalized in these campaigns that i think also activates feeds the fire and gives permission to 
almost not have a conversation, an adult conversation is what I'll call it, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then it just kind of activates both sides base to be more, to dig their heels in more yeah. about their opinion. Now, again, I have to admit, yes, there are some real big issues here. I saw a meme the other day that I thought was interesting where it said, I'm not going to quote it perfectly, but it said, uh, you know, as friends, we can disagree or we can have, we can have different opinions about like minor things, uh, like, you know, different foods we like, but we can't, we can't disagree about human rights, you yeah. know? And, and I, I get that, but here's my take. Here's the thing. I got, okay. I'm just going to admit it. I, this particular election has really challenged me because there have been close people close to me that I never thought I would disagree with on this issue um, and have told me that they are, you know, voting differently than, than me. And so it's been, it's been an exercise in trying to find that, that understanding in my head that, that we can still be friends even though we don't agree because I know we love each other, you know? Um, And I think for me, the best thing that I've been able to come up with without getting into every single specific, is that what's unfortunate right now, um, and let me know how you feel about this, but what is actually unfortunate right now, which is not something that is typical in previous elections other than maybe the last one and this one, is that because we're so divided, and it's unfortunate that the two candidates of the two major parties are so far apart that unfortunately, as you said, there isn't a lot of middle ground. There just yeah. isn't. And what's unfortunate is that sometimes, I guess, if somebody feels they have to vote for a specific candidate because it's going to affect their direct family's livelihood, yeah. unfortunately, that means you're also voting against maybe your friends that you love. Yeah. It's, it's like they've given you no option. They've given you, they've given you no good choice to make. But that goes back to what I feel like we need as human rights. I mean, I don't care what party you're in, that shouldn't be an issue to me. No, I agree, but it's become an issue. Oh, 100% it has. You know, and then but then again, you could very easily go to an angry and hateful place and be like, "Well, it's because of him. It's, yeah. it's his fault that we're here." You know. I mean, I I'm the first to admit that I catch myself doing it all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm I roll my eyes and say stuff and I try really hard to keep it within my core group of friends that I know that feel the same way I do because I don't want to spew hate, you know, and I just feel like that's just going to make the fire worse. Yeah. But it's hard. And I'm the first to admit that I've failed on that level for sure. So, I mean, I can see people's passions igniting this huge wildfire file (laughs) wildfire the funny thing is right now on my phone i'm getting a political call oh my god you are it actually literally literally says political call they want they want us to stop talking about it yeah hello do you want to answer it it's like and that's a whole nother thing the the text messaging and the calls are on another level level this year yeah they are this this year. year so and i wonder though that's what i don't I'm like, it's, they know how I'm voting. Mm-hmm. So do they think that's going to sway me? I, I just, I'm, that's curious. I mean, I, I mean, it's a, just a campaign strategy. Absolutely. You know? But I just am wondering like how effective that is. Cause I think most people are annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> we're divided. We're a divided country and it's, you know, it's causing, you know, separation between fr- close friends yeah. and family members. And it's really disappointing. And sometimes I look back and I think of, and I, I, I forgive me if this is a, cli- a cliched example, 
But I really do sometimes refer to, in my own mind, the friendship between Joe Biden and John McCain. They, yeah. you know, again, obviously, I never, I don't know either of those people personally, and John has, has passed, but the the story that they're both their families tell consistently both mm-hmm. on both sides is that they disagreed on almost everything politically and they they would fight passionately on the senate floor for over 20 years or or something like that but then they would go to lunch the same yeah. day and they, I mean, they were I, able to put you know their friendship and the country before party i literally when you said that i just reminded of it i get goosebumps because that to me is what this country sh- was built on and should be. Like we're be. supposed to disagree, yeah, but we're absolutely. not supposed to cancel each other yeah. if you disagree. It's like it's like if I don't, if you don't agree with me, then fuck you. Like yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't get down with that argument. I, I just, I can't either. And I might think you're crazy, but I mean, well, that's a whole. Not, I mean, I'm but gonna, I still, I'm, have still a I'm still gonna disagree with you. But okay, I will totally a- have a bottle of wine with you and talk about something else. And you you're know? paying. No. Yeah. <laughs> deal oh my god oh girl i know but but again i'm 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 torn i'm torn as well because yes that is what my mind and heart tell me to do um is everything i just said and to be understanding but there are you know i'll just talk about the things that are that hit the closest home to me I'm definitely not a one issue voter, but but sometimes when the one issue is this big, is your actual basic human rights, that it's okay to be a one issue voter, you yeah. know? Um, I I personally, obviously, gay rights and marriage equality hit home, clo- home, close to home for me. Um, and it is hard because this particular administ- the current administration, this is just facts, has a record of not supporting yeah. my community. And I'm actually going to read a couple stats here just, just to get the facts out. This is not opinion. This is fact. Okay. So here's just a couple highlights. I will actually post this, the link to this article that has a full list of, of Trump's unprecedented steps um, and record of not supporting the LGBTQ plus community. Um, if anybody wants to read the full article, but I'm just going to read a couple highlights. Um, just to give an insight as to why myself and I think so many others are very passionate on this very big issue. And it's hard to compromise. It's hard to say, can we find a middle ground? Because there shouldn't be a no. middle ground. There shouldn't be a middle ground when you're talking about my rights. That, that's why I'm saying there should never be, this should never be a party issue. This is a human, 100%. basic this is human rights. right. And it doesn't make any sense to me that it is political. There, it doesn't. That's a great way to say it. I love that. So there was. I saw another uh, um, statement the other day too, where it said, "If you've never had your rights decided by the Supreme Court, you have privilege." Absolutely, hundred percent. Absolutely. And it's. I think it's easy for people to forget if you if it's never been up for question for you, or you've never had to worry. Am I am I ever going to be able yeah. to have a family? Am I ever going to be allowed to get married? Am I ever going to be allowed to have children? then you forget that some people don't have that luxury because it's just always been afforded to you. you know? I mean, it literally makes me emotional. And I seriously sitting here, it, I'm almost going to tear up thinking yeah. about it because it, I've never dealt with that, you know? And I, it just, there's so many things that are so ridiculously wrong about this. And I am so passionate about it because it is, I feel it in my core. Like, how are we so off track that this is not 
just a basic right. Exactly. Like, why? Why? I agree. Why, why? is this political? Why, why it, is why? this political? It, I mean, it, it doesn't affect anyone. So I'm just, other than the people that it's hurting, you know? Right. Well, I think the, arg- I think the, I think the, the main argument I hear from the people opposing my rights is some form of religious reason. Yeah, but. I- no, I'm just saying. I, I know, that's, I know. I, I, know. I, I don't agree with it either. I'm just saying that's what I hear. Yeah. Say what you're going to say. Go I, I was just. I can see you're biting your tongue. Just say, <laughs> just say it, girl. We're, we're trying very hard to make this a very nonpartisan podcast, yeah. but this is one issue that I just want to give facts on. I just don't understand how someone who is religious can, can take that stance. That's what I don't understand. We are taught as. I was raised in a religious household to love everybody. Everybody, yeah. And my parents used to tell me growing up, I don't care if they're purple, blue, green, whatever color they are, or sexual orientation, whatever. I don't care what they are. If they are nice and they are kind and they deserve your time, they deserve our time. So I I was just raised in a, sure. in a family like that. So when I see, you know, religious organizations or religious people saying this is you know you know opposing basically per- persecuting people yeah, yeah yeah i just it doesn't make any, any sense, sense. It's, I just, it's very hypocritical I, exactly and judgmental and i don't which is the, the two things that they preach against i don't <laughs> get it and it is the reason that i probably have distanced myself from a religious background sure because it seems so I don't know. It's just judgmental and I can't, I can't handle it. So no, I get it. I'm listen. very passionate about it. So I know what I mean. I, I listen, I love your passion and you know, I, and girl, you know, I agree with you. You know, I have the yeah. same position. I mean, you, you can edit me out. It's okay. No, 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 no. no. God, goodness. No. Listen, here are the facts in the current administration. Um, here's some things. He, uh, opposed the equality act, the equality act, um, was something that the House actually was able to pass despite his vote against it, um, which uh, was to guarantee critical non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ plus people um, among crucial rights and in the workplace, which is great. That's one thing that he wasn't able to block, but he actively tried to. Uh, This current administration has a history of appointing numerous LGBT, anti-LGBTQ judges to... um, court of appeals and the supreme court yeah i mean again it's not this is fact this isn't hearsay this isn't a feeling they have a record and history of voting against marriage equality and gay rights and actually the the current supreme court nominee amy coney barrett i don't know if you noticed i mean there's a lot to talk about there we're not going to go into all that but just on this issue i don't know if you noticed in her confirmation hearing she did say at least twice she referred to gay people as being as it being a choice. Yes. That I, right there, she's yeah. already telling you. She is telling you how she feels. Like read between the lines, yeah. you know? And that also makes people in my community very scared that because of the 2015 Supreme Court ruling that we had equal rights federally to marry, which is great. Two other conservative judges on that court have recently written. Um, I don't know if it's a memo or a, uh, I, I don't know the, the term of, the, doc- of the document, but they wrote, they actually, it's been become in public record. They have recently basically wrote that they don't believe that that decision was um, accurate and they're willing to rehear arguments. Now they're willing to rehear arguments that they have a, a conservative packed court. Yeah. So basically what we're saying is that my rights to get married could very easily be taken away yeah. in the next year or two. 
Which to me, I just if you if this current administration is allowed to continue with another term, yeah, it's so the stakes are high. I mean, yeah. obviously, when it affects your life personally, I can understand why the stakes are high. I mean, I'm passionate about it, and it doesn't affect me personally. But when it affects you personally, I mean, it just. I can't, I have no words. I literally totally. have no words. It's scary. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you, I'll yeah. give you the words. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, and it's, it's heartbreaking. It's just, it's disappointing. I can't believe, everything. I can't believe we're in 2020 and we're having this discussion still. I know. I'm like, why, why is this still even, a, it should, it's human basic rights. We yeah. are humans. And so that's, that's my stance. So also, he supported employment discrimination against LGBTQ plus people. He's banned transgender service members from serving in the military. Um, Rolled back Obama-era non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ plus people and their families. He's issued rule to license discrimination, whether it be in the workplace um, or... Hold on, let's see. Yeah, it says that Trump's Department of Labor issued a regulation designed to allow federal contractors to claim a religious exemption, which is what we were talking about before, to fire LGBTQ plus workers based on their sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, He's kicked people living with HIV out of the military because of their status. Uh, Let's see, what else? Um, He's been, he's advocated for the elimination of the entire Affordable Care Act which affects more than just LGBTQ people, but that's, it's all in there. Uh, He's created a religious discrimination division in regards to children in schools. um, He's uh, rejected complaints from transgender students or his, at least his board of education has and the people he appointed to run them. Um, uh, Let's see. It says the department of education and justice eliminated Obama-era guidance clarifying that students must treat transgender students consistent with their gender identity. This encourages schools and their officials to permit harassment of gender, transgender students, deny access to facilities consistent with their gender identity, talking about bathrooms, mm-hmm. and refuse to correct names and pronouns. I mean, this is, these, these are the facts, you guys. I just have to put it out there. Um, he suggested it is acceptable for schools to discriminate against LGBTQ uh, students while accepting taxpayer funds. Um, he has eliminated the language protecting LGBTQ plus children participating in the 4-H program and has used Title IX to discriminate against trans students. As far as housing, he has allowed emergency shelters to deny access to transgender uh, and non-conforming people. Um, he has placed transgender incarcerated persons in the wrong prisons, which basically is a death sentence for yeah. them. Um, he's allowed foster care programs to discriminate while, taxpay- while accepting taxpayer funds. He's refused visas to partners of diplomats. He's changed the rules to deny surrogate-born children citizenship. Mm-hmm. He's made it uh, increasingly harder and more challenging for a same-sex couple to be able to adopt. He's eliminated information on LGBTQ rights, mentions, and representation on government websites. Um, he's uh, blocked questions regarding sexual orientation from, from consideration for the, from the, for the census. He's refused to recognize LGBTQ people in National AIDS Day address. Mm-hmm. 
They've also, uh, what's the other thing? Oh, the embassy flags. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Embassy flag, U.S. embassies around the world were um, told they weren't permitted to fly the rainbow flag during Gay Pride Month. And here's the thing. All right. So, and I will post it. I know I just went on a, a little bit of a um, tangent. Well, not a tangent. I, I read the list. But there's more. There is more. And I yeah, will post, there, I will post the, the article. But here's the thing. You know, some, obviously these are very important things. And I almost can feel that there are some people that, you know, who are, don't necessarily have a strong opinion or it doesn't affect them or, the, or they're against LGBTQ plus rights. And they're going to think that everything I just read wasn't that important. Or they're going to think specifically the pride flag. They're going to think, like, I'll just zero in on that one for a minute because maybe some people think that's not, not, not that big a deal. But it really, it so is. It is because of what it represents. Where it's basically saying that the people that, that run the United States of America are saying it's okay to not celebrate these people. It's, it's what it represents. It's what it's missing. You say a lot even when you don't say anything. You know? 100%. And for me, I also feel that it's, it's just another step towards allowing discrimination. It's one of those things that maybe not everyone thinks is a big deal or there's bigger issues to worry about or, you know, that deflection strategy of like, look over here so you don't know what I'm doing over here. And they get people all up in arms over the flag and everyone else says, oh, God, I can't believe the gays just care that much about their flag. You know what I mean? When, When in reality, it is just part of, I believe, it is part of the gradual strategy to allow more discrimination and roll back rights it's just one example there are many but it is one example i can hear i can almost hear you know figurative voices in my head saying i can't believe you're getting all up in arms over a flag yeah but it's a slippery slope exactly you you start there and you go you take this and you take this and you take this and then it's all gone it's all gone and it's I'm glad you went on a tangent, as you called it, because there is stuff in there that I didn't even know. And I feel like I'm pretty informed. You are. Yeah. It's heartbreaking, like literally heartbreaking for me. Like I I can't. And that is why we're so passionate about this. I mean, this is basic human rights. And regardless of what side you are in the party, I feel like you need to acknowledge that people's rights are being taken away by condoning this. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's what I struggle with. Yeah. I, you know, for obvious reasons. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I mean, I don't have the obvious reasons and I struggle with it. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you know, it's just, it, it is, it's, this is, I just wanted to read the facts. Yeah. Without, I mean, obviously, you know my opinion, but I'm trying, I'm trying not to give. Are you sure about yeah, that? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not sure I know where you stand on this, Bill. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, you stop it. You know what I'm trying to do. I do. I'm trying to just give informative information here. Uh, is, that the thing? is that the right way to say that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 100%. You say it. I'm just trying to, you know, without, without bias, but it's pretty hard when it comes to that issue for me. Yeah. Well, um, as it should be. But, um, so that's all I'll say. Those are the facts. When you go to vote, I hope that you take those facts into consideration. <laughs> we, we both just had a moment of silence because we're both just like, like period. I was just like, oh, yeah. But that's right. That's good. That, well, was, perf- that, right. that was perfect. Okay. It was perfect. So 
Moving on from from the emotional issue, the emo- well, they're emotional, but because they're they're very, they're very real. But moving on from those issues, let's just talk about voting in general. So. Absolutely. Obviously, I would encourage people to vote early. Get out there and vote early. You know, yes. right now, um, with the challenges of COVID, I know there's a lot of people that are worried about um, their health yeah. uh, and being in large crowds or standing in a line or whatever. Um, so obviously, you know, we have the option for mail-in ballots, which I have to reiterate that there is there really has been no significant evidence that mail-in ballots are inaccurate or in some way fraudulent. So we have to put that out there. And I did notice and actually talked to a friend of mine today who dropped off a ballot yesterday and it's, it's all being monitored. I'm like, you have to show your signature is you. I mean, you still have to do this, you know, all the lines of that. So, I mean, they're trying to make this universal. So everybody has a, a voice, you know, sure. and allows everyone, no matter what, you know, we obviously went and voted in person yesterday. So yeah, together. So, let's, so let's just tell them how easy it was. So we, we really live in Nevada. Easy. We live in Nevada and um, Nevada is one of the states that it allows early voting, which is great. Um, and we, you can, if you live in Nevada, you can do mail-in ballot. You can do the, the mail, the mail ballot, but hand drop it off. Mm-hmm. You can, or you could go vote in person. We chose to vote in person just because we also use it as an excuse, excuse to be social. To yeah. <laughs> and, but make a plan, make a plan, expect, you know, they tell us to expect on long lines, but honestly, Amanda and I, we were through that line within 10 minutes. I mean, it really was quick and efficient and, and I felt safe. I didn't feel, 100%. I felt everything. Everybody was, was social distance. T's every, were crossed. eyes were dotted. There you was know. all the safety precautions they were wiping things down there were you know face shields with everyone checking stuff um i mean my the girl that i handed my id to to approve everything i mean she literally cleaned off my id before she handed it back to me i'm <laughs> like i didn't get that i missed oh, i must have missed the, the cleaned id one <laughs> i got i, I got the, oh you know what it was i actually just held mine up to the oh, to the plexiglass okay. so he why. never touched it so yeah. i'm wondering if that's like a, across the board i mean yeah. I, I really it was it was great and everybody was friendly everyone yeah. was ex- everybody was excited to they see really out. were the People, energy was good you know no matter who energy. again no matter who you were voting for i, I didn't they really were feel excited to see people out voting totally you yeah know? and i didn't really feel personally you know you know i mean i i i'm sure there were people in line with us that were not voting the same 100%. way we were but i didn't feel any negative energy it was just it it felt it felt great to take our part in democracy. I mean, people. You know I, mean? I think people are just feeling empowered, which yes. is how which it is, should be. Which is the silver lining yeah. here with with everything that's yeah. happening is that it has activated and empowered maybe a group of people that weren't quite reached yeah. prior to this. You know, I mean, you and I, I know you and I have always voted and been active in in uh, government to our you know yeah. to our civic duty. But, but you know, so I mean, I haven't ran for office, but you know, maybe that's your. Do you next think calling, I should, girl? Right? Oh wait, wait, what? Should, wait, what? I, wait, what should I run? I should run for the mayor of Las Vegas because she cray. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, that'll true. be that'll be the one thing I'll say. She crazy. I, yeah, she is crazy. <laughs> I would concur on that one. <laughs> Hi, Mayor Goodman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you're listening. Hey, yeah, I don't think she listens. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, if that puts your mind at ease at all, just know that I do believe voting, you know, it is that the voting polls and stations have taken the necessary health precautions. And I just think that, you know, if you're still concerned about that, which is totally fine, you have the option to do their mail-in ballot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but please don't just, don't not vote. Yeah, I it, mean, 
because every vote matters. So in let's this talk election. about that. So let's talk about that. So yes, yeah, so every vote does matter. So let's t- let's just talk about the the actual statistics. So right now you have um, we have the Democratic candidate Joe Biden. Um, it, it, according to an MSNBC and CNN poll, they both have him leading at fifty two point one percent against the Republican candidate Trump at forty two point seven. Obviously, they didn't they didn't calculate some of the independents in there, be- yeah. but they're there. Um, but I think a lot of people, a lot of Democrats, feel like we're watching the same movie again. Yeah. I think the same time last year, Hillary Clinton was leading in the polls, but then she still obviously she won the popular vote, but she didn't win the White House. Yeah. So, talk to me about that. You talk. You know a little bit more about the electoral college than I do. So talk to me about that. Well, I just pulled up some some stats as well, you know, and I mean, if you look back in history about how things go. You know, and, you know, I was talking to you earlier about the Electoral College and how if it was my choice, we wouldn't have it. Because I agree. I, I'm, re- I'm ready to get rid of it. Only five times. So, I mean, the majority of the times Electoral College gets it right. So only five times the president doesn't, they win the popular vote and they don't win the presidency. But that's, if you think about that, I say only five times, but that's five times that that failed, they failed the American people and what the American people wanted. So that's my feeling about the electoral college, you know, just as a, as an opinion that the, that the, the people want, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's my stance on that. So, but. so the elect, so as far as the electoral college, the there are there are the states that have the most electoral votes are actually California, Texas, New York, Florida, Illinois, and Pennsylvania. But when we start talking about actual battleground states and actual, or in other words, swing states, meaning that they have gone back and forth, you know, between electioneers be, being red or blue, um, it's interesting if you look at. Battleground states like Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, those are typically blue states, but Trump did win them in 2016 by a very narrow margin, which won him the White House. Yeah. So what, what's interesting is that right now, um, Biden is leading in those, those states, but he's actually leading by a, more, by a higher margin than Hillary Clinton did in 2016. So if that puts some Democrats' minds at ease, even though they're still reluctant to celebrate too soon, I think that there's... There is something to be said for that his numbers are higher than hers were. And statistically, I don't know why, but statistically, I have heard from multiple sources, uh, multiple polling sources, that for whatever reason, the people that maybe didn't necessarily like Hillary Clinton in the previous election do like Biden. Well... And I know people like that. So I have friends and actually relatives that are um, happen to vote, you know, one direction. And they wanted in 2016, Bernie, you know, they were all about it. And when he didn't get it, they refused to vote vote for Hillary. Out of out of like a moral stance. Yeah. And so they principle out of principle. Out of principle. And we lost their vote. And I and everyone so needs talk to about do that. what's I best know. for them. Yeah, like what is your position? I I I know what it is, but I want you to talk yeah. about your position on there has there actually has been a lively debate and argument over um voters that if you do feel like you identify more with an independent party or if we can say it that way, you know, um 
and you just can't seem to get on board with any of the either of the other two candidates of the major parties, Republican or Democrat. And when you vote, there is a there's been an argument over is it okay to still vote independent because the argument is you're basically throwing away your vote. Um, well, what is your thought? You can vote however you want to because that's your choice and your vote. My opinion is you're throwing away your vote because in a, an election that is so critical, literally every vote, you know, counts. And if you go back to the 2000 election, it, correct me if I'm wrong, um, Al Gore. With Bush and, and Gore? And Bohr, yeah, I think it was 2000, yeah. I mean, Florida was Florida. lost oh my by 537 votes. So that just goes to show you that every vote, and that wasn't even a major crazy like intense election, election like, like this, this one, one is yeah exactly you know so if you go on those statistics every vote counts so that's my opinion on it i also respect people's opinion and if they want to vote independent that is obviously their right and their vote and that's i'm happy they're voting but if i'm going to say one way or the other i'm gonna say vote for a party whether you're voting for mine or you're voting for someone else's use your vote Real, like strategically, you have right. to. You have to think that way, or else, you know, that's my opinion. I no, I I understand. I mean, see, here's my thing. My opinion on it is is that I actually, honestly, I promise, I'm not trying to straddle the fence, but I can understand both sides. Yeah. And I honestly feel, I think the best way I can say it as well is that I think from a moral standpoint, yes, vote your conscience. But from a strategic standpoint, you need to vote for somebody who has who actually has um the possibility of winning yes absolutely so if that to you means you're voting for the lesser of two evils then maybe that's what that means but again it's everyone else it's everyone's individual choice and right as you mentioned so so which is what's great about this country (laughs) and what's great about democracy yeah but yes i do i do believe if we're talking about strategy i don't believe it's a, a good strategy yeah to vote independent and during an important election year but i understand it if it's a moral decision, yeah. I do understand. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I think we're on the, on the same page there. It's like, you have to respect someone's um, opinion, but you have to be strategic too. So, yeah. well, so, but what's interesting though, if you look at the, like today's polls, like if you look at the map of the, of the country, obviously that you see like all the blue and the red, right? Like there's, and there's, cause they, they've highlighted the states that are traditionally blue. They're not going to change. And then, yeah. but then they have like a light blue, which are like the swing states that, that are, that could, that could go either way. And then they have like the hard red and a light red. And then they have yellow, which are the battleground states. And right now, Florida, North Carolina, Georgia, Iowa and Ohio are like the major battleground states in this election. And I think you 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 told me like there's been never been a Republican president that won the White House without winning Ohio. Yeah. So and I, I've always known Ohio is important, but literally there has never been a Republican ever. And their only time that a Democrat has was um, when Kennedy won in 1960. OK, what happened so there? He he lost Ohio and won the presidency. But he was a Democrat. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the only it. time. Oh, right, 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 right. Gotcha, gotcha. So no Republican has ever won the presidency without Ohio, but they're the only time that's been done is with Kennedy in as a 60, Democrat. Yeah. As a Democrat. So well, in Ohio, well, because Ohio is such a div- it's such a divide. It is it is the epitome of a swing state. Well, and that's it. I mean, yeah. it's just. It, it does tend to go Republican more often, but it's such there's such a gray area. I mean, it's literally like 50-50, and that's why these swing states It's a purple state. It's red and so, blue, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, that is why these swing states are so important in certain of the, you know, the Arizona, Minnesota, Florida, Michigan, that whole lot is so important this year because they are, they're so 
50-50 that yeah. it could go either, either way. way. And then the, the and margin of error is it. still in play right now. We can look at all these polls all we want, but the reality is, as we know, yeah. as we saw in 2016, there is a margin of error that that it, it's too close to call right now. Yeah. I do, though, think that people... And this is not necessarily good because people are being so vocal about their opinions. But I also think that in 2016, people weren't talking about their opinions. I agree. And I mean, well, there, there I mean, were, well they, some people were. Well, they, absolutely. <laughs> but there was a lot of people that were embarrassed that they were voting one way or the other because sure. their family was one way or the other. Um, and so I think we have a little bit clearer picture. And so that's why I think it's so extreme about people and being vocal is because it, people are you know, there isn't that gray area. So yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad, but well, I, what I found interesting too, just to kind of get back to the map, I actually found it really interesting that Republicans need Florida and North Carolina, like no, no, no joke about it. There's no question yeah. about it. If, if they lose either one of those States, the, you can pretty much call the election for, for the Democrats uh, as the presidential. election. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is really fascinating to me. And right now, you know, they're polling pretty neck and neck in Florida. Which Florida typically, I think, goes red. Um, but it's it's interesting, you know, that it's that it's that close. And North Carolina is huge for the Republicans right now. And then on top of it, you know, Georgia as well. And Georgia, what's interesting about Georgia right now is they're actually even having a special election because there is actually two Senate seats up. So let's talk about the Senate. Democrats need four Senate seats to flip in order to take back control of the Senate. Those four Senate seats could very easily potentially be the two in Georgia, which is they have a really great candidate, a Democratic candidate called his name's John Ossoff running in Georgia. I actually really like him. If I lived in Georgia, I'd vote for him. I have a little bit of a crush on him too because he's kind of like right, he's kind of like that like into, he's kind of like hey girl. he's kind of like Pete Buttigieg, like that intellectually dorky cute like yeah. that I just love, like I, I love just it. swoon over. <laughs> like, Nothing wrong with that. Like read me some statistics, honey. <laughs> Let's talk politics. Tell me how you're gonna fix this country. Go. No. <laughs> I can't believe I admitted that. I love it. I <laughs> That's love what gets it. me going. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I love it. But they need to flip four Senate seats. And right now, the four seats that I think I think are the most important are the two in Georgia. Um, also, we have uh, a great candidate, Amy McGrath, in Kentucky running against Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. And then we have... Um, Lindsey Graham's seat up for, up for grabs as well. Who is he? South Carolina, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that could be the four seats. Um, but we shall see, you know, yeah, we have control of the, the, I say, I shouldn't say we, the Democrats have control of the house. Obviously the uh, Republicans have control of the Senate and they have the white house, but it could all flip. It could all go red, but it all went red. It, I mean, excuse me, blue. It all went red in, in 2016, right? And in the beginning mm-hmm. of 2016, yeah. the Republicans had control of all three branches. Did they not? Yes. Correct. And then it wasn't, I, it wasn't until the midterms that we yes, had that blue that wave. We finally had the blue wave yeah. come back, which kind of brought a little bit back of grace there. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess what we're saying is it's vote. too close. Get out there and vote. It's too close to call. I mean, wherever you, whether you're, re, you're, you're Republican, Democrat, or independent, your voice matters. These, these numbers are... As Amanda pointed out, there's some of these states are won by such a narrow margin. One vote does count. It yeah. does count. So I think if you're passionate, which I believe everyone is at this point, yeah. about whatever position you sit on, you and whatever side of the aisle you sit on, you need to hear, make your voice heard. Yeah. Use your vote. Get out there and vote. I mean, I remember when 
in uh, high school, I'm aging myself here, but rock the vote. It's the same Yes, year. rock the vote, yeah. honey. And I just think I, we're seeing a, a surgence of, of young people and minorities and all these demographics that don't necessarily normally vote, vote. So it's empowering. It is. It feels good. It is. I mean, there is nothing like if you haven't voted before, there is nothing like it feels good. I remember the first time the first time I voted was um, was in the 2008 election for Barack Obama. Um, Okay, I just told you who I voted for, but whatever. (laughs) Well, Um, that election. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, that well. well, So anyway, um, and I remember how exciting it was to go and stand in line. And I remember even the poll worker made a big deal about it. Like when I handed her my ID and I was like, it's my first time. And she rang a bell and she was like, we have a first time voter. And everybody cheered. It was so funny. Because we, it's empowering. And we want everyone to get that same gratification as you used your your voice you yeah. have a you have a choice to get out there and be heard and it's it is i i get goosebumps just talking about it it makes me excited so well it's interesting i i, I know i've heard i have heard the statistic and i forgive me i don't have it in front of me so i might not get it perfectly but you'll know what i'm talking about i've heard that statistically um republicans are more as a as a whole are more prone to go out and vote than Democrats. Have you heard that before? I have not, but but I think it, I mean I think it's changing this year. Is the point the reason I, I bring is the reason I bring it up. I do think um, it's changing. I think that I think that there were a lot of Democrats that did not vote, and I, I think it was main, namely younger voters in 2016 that did. Maybe they didn't. They were just complicit. Probably not intentionally. They probably just thought we had it in the bag, and yeah. they just didn't make it a priority. I don't and know. And then they realized when they were like, "Oh crap! I actually do need to get fan. out there, and Wait I need to second. go and hit that button on that ballot." <laughs> My one vote does count. Right. So yeah, it's interesting. So vote, vote, girls. Give us a vote, girl. <laughs> Come on, girl. <laughs> uh, I think that's a. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. I think you know. What do you think? You have any final words or thoughts on it? Just vote. <laughs> Girls. Burr, vote. Vote, girl. <laughs> well, listen, thank you for joining me. And I love you. And I love that we got to go vote together. I just like that we shared that experience together. I yeah. mean, because to me, it is an experience. And totally. I can't think of... I'm sure the people around us were... I don't think we were annoying, but I'm sure they were just like, okay. Because we went early. We went at like nine in the morning. We did. And, we went right and, in the And that's morning. early for Vegas. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I. But it's an experience. And I love sharing We were just that. high energy and everyone around us was like, girl. I just... Yeah. I just like to share share it with you so it it makes me happy that i got the, i have that memory with you i love it so. i do i do too so listen girls i will definitely be posting uh links for uh the the namely for the article I, I mentioned before but i will also be posting links on um voting information and how you can find out where your nearest voting poll is and what you can do in your state to either get involved or also figure out what the best strategy or plan is to vote because i think this year it's more important than ever to actually make a plan to vote this year you do need a plan and and even if it means and if you do i mean we got lucky we did we did have a line but it moves fairly quickly but i think there are states in some areas that the lines are hours long so if that means packing a lunch or if it means having a thermos full of a mimosa i don't know absolutely i don't know whatever gets you girl girl. (laughs) 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 oh god all right girl i love you i hope you have a great weekend i love you 